All right, let me talk to you a little bit about American financing. Uh, if you have not taken the time to just make one simple phone call for 10 minutes, you are really missing out. You really need to do the right thing right now and uh, and get your high interest credit card debt rolled into your mortgage without resetting your mortgage. If you have an interest rate that you're paying over 4% right now for your house, Stu just did something with American Financing. You got it down to what? Just over 2? Just over, uh, yeah. All right, so a little under 3. Yeah, under, between That's 2 and 3%. Crazy. Yeah, really, really low. American Financing, 800-906-2440. It's going to get harder and harder to get loans. Do it now. Please reset your loan. It's 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Freedom next. What you are about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This program hello america and welcome to election day yes it's happening all over again and as important as the presidential election perhaps even more important we'll talk about that we want to hear from you if you're in georgia it is there's a chance that nobody's listening to Lynn Wood, right? I mean, everybody knows he's a Democrat, right? Everybody knows that that's a really stupid idea to stay home. Because we're going to show the left by giving them the House, the Senate, and the White House. That'll teach them. Uh, we want to talk to you if you are voting in Georgia. Do you know anybody? Are you voting or not voting 888-727-BECK we'll give you the latest in georgia also the wooey 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 cute story about freedom from kamala harris she's so cute when she was widow we'll tell you that story in 60 seconds the glenn beck program all right, time to ring in the new year with the best possible way. Great night's sleep, the best maybe you've ever had. The best way to do it is to have some MyPillow products uh, on the bed. The the pillow themselves, I swear to you, I would have never. I, if it was in a store, I wouldn't have bought it. I really wouldn't have. Because it just feels so different, and I would think to myself, it completely goes flat. But then when you fluff it, you put two uh, your two fists on each side and you fluff it, I don't know how it works. I really don't. It is some sort of system inside the pillow that that fluffs it up and keeps it that way and keeps it cool. They never go flat. I don't know how they do it, but I also don't really care. I get a great night's sleep. I get uh, the Giza Dream Sheets. I am sleeping in absolute comfort. You can, too. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. Uh, you'll find not only the amazing offer uh, of twenty nine ninety eight for a MyPillow. Those are originally almost 70 bucks, $40 savings. 
that's king or uh, or or queen size. The king are like five dollars more. This is the lowest price they've ever put on these things. Just check all of the specials out. Just enter the promo code Beck when you click on new radio listener specials at mypillow.com. That's mypillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials and enter the promo code Beck, and you'll find all these great uh, radio specials. Eight hundred nine six six thirty one seventeen. Mypillow.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Okay, we're going to get to your phone calls and the latest in Georgia. Today is a very important day for the Republic. Could be our last day. Freedom! Freedom! Uh, but I also, I, I want to tell you this amazing story that uh, Kamala Harris has told many times, and it is... It is so good. It is just, it's worth repeating. Uh, she was uh, doing an interview with Elle magazine and uh, she just, she was, she said she was in Oakland, California and she was very, very small and she was attending a civil rights March and she was sitting in her stroller and she remembers it. And at one point her parents uh, were all caught up in the protest and she fell out of the stroller. And then all of the parents and nobody even noticed that she was gone. And uh, strangely, this is the part where I say, and no one questioned the parents or, you know, sent to the Department of uh, Children and Families uh, to their door. You, your baby fell out of a stroller and you just walked on. Anyway, it's an annoying baby. Yeah. Uh, so, uh she, she said in the magazine article, by the time they noticed that little Kamala was gone and doubled back, she was understandably upset. <sighs> Kamala says, my mother tells a story about how I was fussing. And she's like, baby, what do you want? What do you need? Which is exactly what a parent would say to a baby that was all upset. You know, it wouldn't be like, hey, I'm here. I'm sorry. We got you. You're safe. No, no, no. It's like, what do you need? What do you want? And uh, little Kamala looked at her and said, freedom. And it is so, so sweet. It's just, just wonderful. And so it just rings true, doesn't it? Oh, I mean, I, you don't have to convince me this story is true. I believe it immediately. It just sounds so, so true. Now, there, there is another story like this that has been found. Mm -hmm. um, Martin Luther King told this story about um, how during a, you know, during a protest, a young black girl was accosted by a white policeman. And uh, Martin Luther King said the girl looked at the policeman in the eye and uh, and told him she wanted freedom. So it's a completely so, different story. One was freedom and this one is freedom. Yeah, but it's clear it was stolen. It's clear Martin Luther King stole it from Kamala Harris. Right. That's what right? I was thinking. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. Unbelievable. Yeah. How that bastard. <laughs> that's why we should erase him. How that bastard would steal from Kamala, which was such a sweet story. And, you know, it happens mm. a lot of times. It happens. I, I remember I was very, very small uh, and uh, I was up on the grassy knoll. And it was in a stroller mm -hmm. 
And my parents were so excited to see uh, Jack Kennedy and, oh, yeah. uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, and his lovely wife. They didn't even notice that the stroller had rolled down the grassy knoll. Oh, my gosh. And hit the back of this big black convertible. And I was thrown onto the back of this car. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember this pretty nice lady, and she was so pretty. She was dressed in pink, and she crawled out on the back of that car to grab me. And she pulled me in uh, into the car, and and she was holding me. And I said, you have blood all over your dress. <laughs> And she said, Dad, it's, it's, no, it's not blood. It's blood. Aww. And it was such a cute thing. <laughs> and she a... said, what do, you, what do you want? What do you need? And I said, freedom. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. What a sweet story. Yeah. It was, it, was, mm. it was really nice. Kind of like when I remember when FDR uh, was given the speech, you know, about going to war. Yeah. And, yeah, sure. um, yeah, and uh, my parents were up in the balcony, you know, watching it and they didn't, they were just so excited to see FDR. They didn't notice that I had crawled over the balcony and fallen Oh my down, gosh. Really? yeah, right onto the floor of the house, and it's a, uh, it's a lot of terrible parents in these stories. <sighs> yeah, well, mm-hmm. let's not question the parents. And so I was because I was a healthy baby. I uh, I fell down, and then I just rolled right to the feet of FDR, like a and hedgehog, kind of like yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was I was there at the feet of him. And he said, you know, a date which will live. And and I pulled on his pant leg. I said, mister, mister. And he looks down at me. I'll never forget. He looks down at me and he's like, oh, my gosh, this cute little baby uh, is right at my feet. And he bent down and he picked me up and he said, uh, what do you want? I said, a band-aid. Because uh, I was bleeding a little bit from the fall. Sure, because and, your parents let you fall off a balcony. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he said, you want what? And I said, freedom. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, that was so cute. And that's why we went to war, World War II. Because he was going to say, a date which will live uh, in the minds of people is a peaceful day. And instead, a day of infamy, because I said freedom. And he realized that's yeah. Japan is against freedom. Yeah, that, much better speech the way yeah. uh, the way he wound up doing it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, and I played a role in that. Thank God I, you were there. Yeah, because yeah. That, that really would have been a terrible yeah. moment in U.S. History. I remember when I was I was on the moon. Uh, my parents mm-hmm. uh, were doing something shopping or something. And uh, my stroller started rolling out of the street. And all of a sudden. <laughs> I found myself on the moon. Oh, because that because you had those you had those balloons they had bought you attached to the to the stroller. Yeah, sure. And it just yeah, kind of lifted up like were you oh. there. No, I just okay. I've heard this. You know, I've and, heard so uh, many people go through this. And so uh, I'm there on the moon, and uh, and uh, w- one of these these guys, I think they're coming to rescue me, but they just happen to be going to the moon at the same time. And one of them comes down, and he's like, you know, one small step, and I'm like. Freedom, and he he, <laughs> he, he, didn't, he didn't he looked at me and he's like, "What's a baby doing on the moon mm-hmm. without and a spacesuit? Without a spacesuit?" Yeah. And I I just tugged on his spacesuit, and uh, I actually put a hole in it, which freaked him out a little bit. But mm. I was a baby; I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And uh, he says, "What are you doing here on the moon?" I said, "I want freedom and oxygen." And he was like, "Oh, you want oxygen?" That's adorable. That's, yeah. It was so cute. Oh, yeah, yeah. When, when little babies say oxygen, yeah, it's just there's nothing <laughs> yeah. more adorable than yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. You so, have you considered running for vice president? 
because I, I haven't. I haven't. Okay. Um, you know, I don't like to brag and tell these cute, cute stories about me. You know, no, I because I know because Kamala I was, Harris occasionally will do that. She'll, I was, she'll I tell was, those stories. I was, it was really cold one Christmas Eve, and my parents weren't paying attention, and I floated away on an iceberg, and I was, I was in the river, the the Delaware River. Yeah, and uh, all of a sudden, this boat comes up, and uh, all these guys are in it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I'm trying to get back to Philadelphia, and and he's going the other way. And I said, freedom, because I was so cold. cold. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, freedom. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, this guy, you know, in the boat, just picks me up, and he's like, you are so cute. You're a little, you're chewy. You're chewy. <laughs> and I said, I am. And uh, mm-hmm. it was George Washington. And they were the crossing the Delaware. Oh, my goodness. And they were going up. I don't know what they were going to do, but I said, mm-hmm. and they went and they they beat the Hessians. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that was you. That was me. Wow. That was That me. was the rallying cry that day. Freedom. That's interesting because, you know, Kamala had that story about freedom. <laughs> and it was very powerful. Yeah, very. And she she often tells powerful stories about her childhood, like when she said that Joe Biden was a racist in the debate. That was also another war- right. heartwarming right. She was story. Like, You're racist. <laughs> I want freedom from Joe Biden. <laughs> right is what she right initially was and talking when about. She said that Joe Biden was a rapist. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> a hair sniffing wapist. <laughs> right. Yeah. I remember that. That story was good, too. <laughs> oh, it was so cute. Oh, so how cute. does this happen? I mean, I, this oh. is just so pathetic. We have to have these like weird. I mean, it does. Uh, all appearances are at least that she's basically lifted the story from Martin Luther King or at least, at least part of it. Uh, and, what, just the good parts? Yeah, right. Just the, just the cute parts? Yeah, she, Martin Luther King didn't have the story of the, the parents abandoning their kid <laughs> yeah. during a rally. Right. It's a great... My parents are so drunk. <laughs> and they, they're like, oh, you had the baby? I don't have the baby. I thought you had the baby. <laughs> and so they were like, baby, because yeah. they couldn't remember my name. And then I was crying, and my parents were like, what do you want, kid? What do you want? And I said, Fuera. <laughs> this is going to turn out being like a St. Patrick's Day parade. Is there going to be one? It's, it's not a it's not a riot, a rally no, for some it's, heartwarming cause. <laughs> it just parents no. are hammered. Yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> how do you lose this baby in the stroller? You're still pushing the stroller, but the baby falls out. Yeah, this, the, the article tries to make it uh, out to be. They didn't have a lot of safety uh, requirements on children's uh, strollers. Yeah, at the because time. parents were a little more responsible <laughs> right like okay. leave it to the leave it to the media be like the problem was the government they didn't require any uh, any, <laughs> any straps for the kid i don't know maybe the parents should be looking at the kid <laughs> checking in occasionally mommy daddy i fell out <laughs> it's not the way you're supposed to do it it's not like a once a month check-in when you have a baby you're supposed Especially to be a more crowd involved. You're in a crowd of people. Oh, when you, I mean, you remember this, Glenn, when you have a baby and you're like, you're in a crowded environment. You're freaked out. You're obsessive. Yeah. Right. You're looking, you're like looking, making eye contact with this child constantly to make sure you don't screw it up because in your mind, 
the, the when the baby's first born, it's just going to stop breathing in the middle of the night, and you're terrified of that. Later on, you're afraid you're going to leave it on like the top of the car, <laughs> right. the car seat. Like you're constantly obsessed about. Like it's just a bizarre idea that just maybe they just kind of let her, you know, roll down the street in the middle of a a, a, a a political rally. And what a great microcosm for the way our country is operating right now. Like. This is the way the left is, right? Yeah, you know what? What's more important, your baby or your politics? I guess they made a choice there. <laughs> well, we're going to uh, we're going to go to Georgia and talk about the loss possible of freedom. Freedom. I remember when I was Willie Widow, and I was I was in the I was in the Stroller. And I was in the, I was in Dallas, and my mommy and daddy didn't pay attention, and I, my stroller rolled down all the way to the Peach State, and I found myself in a voting booth, <laughs> and I didn't know what to do because uh, I couldn't reach the voting booth buttons, and I said, "Wait up!" That happened last night. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So we'll go, we'll go to Georgia. And freedom in just a second. First, let me tell you about Temp and Toss. Temp and Toss is a disposable adhesive forehead thermometer. Taking people's temperatures has always been important for healthcare purposes. Nobody knows this more than moms who have stayed home with sick kids. And it's always so bad when the baby is sleeping and I'm just sweeping now and just thinking about Martin Luther King. And you you have to wake the baby up to take the temperature. It's horrible. There is a, a solution to this now. It's called Temp and Toss, and it's just this little paper strip that you put on the forehead, and it will give you a consistent temperature all day long. Now, this has been out for a while uh, at drugstores and wherever you buy you know, thermometers, and then COVID hit. Now, companies like Ford, 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 Ford. Uh, are taking and buying them by the tens of thousands and everybody who's going into forward to make a car. Uh, they have the uh, they have the strip on the forehead. So everybody knows you're fine and it's easy to take the temperature with Temp and Toss. You can find them, uh, you know, at major retailers, Temp and Toss, or you can go to tempandtoss.com slash back to work if you want to buy them by by the roll. Uh, you can do that as well. Really an efficient way to keep everybody safe and know their, their temperature. It's tempandtoss.com slash back to work. Tempandtoss.com slash back to work. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, let's go to Georgia. Uh, is there anything to report on the polls? We have the guy from Trafalgar on in about 45 minutes, and he is the guy who, uh, who, you know, called the presidential election. Uh, well, <laughs> pretty close, <laughs> pretty close. Uh, but, uh, he's on and he, he, I, I've heard he doesn't have good news. He says that, uh, and he's from Georgia. Hmm. He says he thinks the Democrats are going to take it. Really? Would be very bad. uh, Yeah, that would be really bad. You know, I think it's become such a national election. It's not 
the normal state of affairs in Georgia when elections go to runoffs is that Republicans win them. That, that's <laughs> that's how this goes, uh, because that's the way it's supposed to go in Georgia. Uh, it is, you know, this is a national election now. I mean, mm-hmm. they've spent hundreds of millions of dollars on this race and it's been one of those things that's become the big story and and uh, people are voting you know some people are voting on whether they like Donald Trump or not some people are voting on whether they want the democrats to have complete control again can you imagine this going on right now with the types of you know socialist elements that have uh, more overtly been revealed in the democratic party now that they're going to have complete control over the government i mean that, that's a scary yeah, just, I, just I, that I don't enough. think it is an uh, an overstatement to say America as we know it uh, is the last day of that could be today. Because if they sweep and take both uh, Senate seats, there's no way to stop them. And they will do all the things they've they've talked about. They will will have a 51st, 52nd and 53rd state. They will change uh, our health care. We will have single payer health care, you know, a socialized medicine. We are going to have the new Green Deal. We will certainly a tax the- increase. Oh, They'll so, be able to do that with 50 so, votes without even trying. Yeah. And it, you never get it back. I don't think you ever get it back. This is this is the day of fundamental transformation uh, that we have worried about. Uh, they'll have every lever to be able to do it. And, and they've already told us they will. And what's the problem with this becoming a sort of national election is you have all this money flowing into these races uh, and people are basically looking at this as do you want Democrats to have control of the Senate or not? So obviously Democrats do and Republicans don't. Uh, but they the Democrats usually in these runoff elections are not as energized. I mean, they have, you know, the Democrats depend on fringe voters. There's no surprise here. They 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 depend on people sometimes maybe not breathing other times uh you know they are voters who are on the fringes of reliable they show up for big presidential elections they don't show up for these little runoffs well that's not the case here all of our lines are stuffed with people from georgia who have all either on their way voting or have already voted so we're going to talk to them coming up in uh, just a second and also pat gray joins us from pat gray unleashed as the program continues to discuss our freedom. <laughs> Let's say, hypothetically, over the holidays, you finally got caught trying to rig the bathroom scale so it always reads 50 pounds lighter. Hey, do that with my watch. You know, I set it five five minutes fast, so I'm never late. I, I do that with a scale. Set it 50 pounds <clears throat> lighter. Anyway, maybe you made the uh, the adult decision uh, not because your wife said, hey, fatso, knock it off. <laughs> you decided you're going to lose some weight. Well, a great way to do that is to have something that you can eat that is protein, that is really good for you, low in calories, low in carbs, uh, high fiber, high protein, low sugar. Normally, this sounds horrible to me, but my wife actually introduced me last year to Built Bar. She'd been trying to get me to eat Built Bars for a couple of years and I'm like, it's a protein bar. Yuck. No, no. This is like a candy bar. It's unbelievable. Try them. You'll get 20% off your next order if you use the promo code back at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. Made with real chocolate. It is really good. BuiltBar.com. Promo code back. 
Tonight on blazetv.com slash Glenn, we have live coverage of the Georgia election results. Don't miss it. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. Welcome to the, uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Pat Gray is joining us. I would like to hear predictions from both Pat and Stu on what is going to happen in uh, Georgia. Mm. Uh, I have to believe that Republicans win one seat. At least one. At least one. But they win one seat. That's my prediction. We win one of the two. Okay. All right. I'm hoping the Warlock seat will go to the Republican. Leffler. Leffler Mm -hmm. wins again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, I kind of think Purdue has a better chance of winning for some reason. Yeah. Uh, both of the polls. Because everybody shows. loves his chicken. That's why. That's exactly why. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. Everyone yeah. loves the chicken. That's exactly why. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. I was I couldn't put my finger on it, so but that's you it. Think, that's it right? You think yeah. out of the two, Warlock may be the winner. <laughs> We're just War- calling him Warlock, Warlock. now? No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Don't I, you think that's appropriate? <laughs> probably. You know, I mean, Purdue was a dark le- magic coming that <laughs> yeah. way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Purdue is an elected incumbent with very high name recognition because people mm-hmm. love the chicken. Right. Uh, so, right. Uh, and he's going up against a uh, a candidate, Ossoff, who does not inspire uh, black voters particularly well. Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> they don't love him. Uh, and uh, they, they do kind of love, um, they do like Purdue a little bit. Uh, there's a lot, you know, I was talking so to you. So do you think Pur- Purdue wins? Or are I mean, you predicting? I, here's what I would actually predict. Like, yeah. I would tell you to not not bet on this one. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I honestly don't know. To me, it's a total toss up. <laughs> yeah. If I if, gun to my head, have to get it right. I mean, I probably think Purdue wins. Leffler is it was not elected. Remember, she was appointed. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So usually they run behind uh-huh. elected incumbents. She's not. A, I would. I mean, I like Leffler. Um, I don't think that she's a. You know, a lot of people bash her and everything, but like, I think you know, I, I like her. But she doesn't. She's not like a uh, a transformative. Uh, politician right like she's not one of these people who you know she's not inspiring she's, are you saying she's no abraham lincoln she's no abe lincoln okay. uh, so <laughs> yeah they're not going to tear so down her statue anytime here's soon. uh you know here's the thing uh sometimes you don't want transformative uh politicians you know what i mean like an in, but an inspirational figure right yeah. she's kind of seen she's not she does not seen that way she's not like an inspirational speaker she's not one of those people that's going to get you fired up uh, I, I don't think of her as a, yeah. a highly talented politician now i don't care about that i want her to do a good job in the senate and she will do a much better job than warnock will but warnock has a different profile some war, warlock he, he has a uh, a different profile uh and i think she's probably more vulnerable than purdue though i the polls don't particularly okay. show that all right if they let's just let's just uh, say we win one mm-hmm. one seat mm-hmm. uh what happens to america six months from now what are we what are we like if What's the Republicans happening? win one seat, mm-hmm. then they can block most things, uh-huh. right? They now they remember the, when you're talking about a 51 seat, you're talking about Mitt Romney, oh, I know. Susan Collins, mm-hmm. Lisa Murkowski. You lose any of them, and it's over, right? They can pass these things, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to um, things like tax increases. So, you know, and you will, and you will. Now, if they get 50, the main thing that people need to worry about, I think, there is changing the rules of the senate because once they do that which they might do uh, uh, they say the rules, they will the rules of yeah. the house are 
crazy, yeah. crazy change. They're getting worse and worse. Oh, mm-hmm. unlike anything we've ever seen before. Well, they could get rid of the filibuster in the Senate. Yes. And they've been threatening that. Now, there's people that think that that won't go through if it's only 50 seats. But I, I certainly do. do. you trust Joe Manchin in a big spot to step up for no. freedom? No. I don't. No. no. Uh, so that could easily happen. Then you're talking about everything being on the table. Uh, everything from, obviously, tax increases, which are no-brainers, but even to the things, the, the outlier-type things that were possible maybe in the worst-case scenario before with you know 53 states and, and 12 Supreme Court justices and all these different ideas. All that stuff Green gets on New the table deal. if they get the filibuster through. Yeah, uh, all of it, all of it. Yeah, I think, you know, it'll be like uh, Paul Lind, the center square to block, and hopefully they'll block everything that, that the Democrats are trying to do with their agenda. Uh, he'll, he'll it's still, the only chance we have. But if they yeah, win, the let's just say chance. now they win both. Who, Democrats? Yeah. What happens? Uh, what, what is? Where are we in six months? South hell. We're in south hell. <laughs> I think to me that's catastrophic for America. Yeah, if you look at oh, absolutely yeah. catastrophic. Oh, yeah. And I don't think, because if they do the things they said they were going to do, if they do, uh, you know, gun control, which they will, which they will mm-hmm. gun control, uh, the Green New Deal, which they mm-hmm. will, mm-hmm. the Great Reset, uh, 53 states. I mean, mm-hmm. people are the not, court. they are not going to stand for it. There'll be things designed to to make it so they will not lose power again. Yes. Right? Like they will pass yeah. things designed to yes. make sure that that the Republicans can't turn this around in a couple of years. If they could do something as radical as split California into five states, I mean, then we're just done. Yeah. And they are just I, done. See, this is where I think like if you think of that being a 10 worst case scenario mm-hmm. going into the election, that was very much on the table. Republicans mm-hmm. performed well enough across the board to keep things so close. I mean, the smallest House majority really we've seen in modern history uh, and a at very the very best a 50 50 Senate for Democrats. I think that the 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 10 worst case scenario, maybe the worst case scenario now is a eight or a nine. But a lot of that stuff they can still do if Republicans are able to win one of these seats or two of these seats. Ideally, then I think you lower it to like a four. Right. There's I mean, d- make no mistake. Joe mm-hmm. Biden is still going to do a lot of really terrible things you know with executive executive orders and Mm -hmm. he's going to join the paris treaty and he's going to restart the iran deal and all uh, tons of terrible things he can do on his own but the worst case scenario stuff if the republicans can just block a lot of it uh that will be a major improvement and maybe just gives us another you know another gasp of breath right that's all we're looking for at this let me, point let me go to vladimir in georgia i've got all these people calling in from georgia did you go out and vote vladimir yes okay hey glenn yes i did all right tell me what's tell me what the feeling is on the ground yeah, there was barely anybody there there was no line hmm. it wasn't like november 3rd really yeah, there were. I took my parents with me. So my dad is a. He became a citizen this year, so he voted November third the first time. Wow! But he required to show proof of citizenship, which he did. Hmm. But today he had to show that citizenship again. And I asked him how come because no, he already voted. It should be in the system. Hmm. And they said, oh, we don't know. So the when we took the paper, we voted. Last time we put it facing down. This time they told us to put it facing up. 
I wonder why. Um, all right, Vladimir, thank you very much for your call. Let me go to Gary in Georgia. Gary, have you voted yet? Yes. Hey, good morning, Glenn Pats, too. Uh, yeah, I voted this morning. Um, got there probably a little after 7 or so. I live in Woodstock, Georgia, which is uh, probably 30 miles northwest of Atlanta. Um, probably waited in line for, I guess, 45 minutes. I brought my son. He just turned 18 with me. Um, he turned 18 in August, so he voted uh, in November, and then we voted again today. Um you know, not really too much of a feel uh, there in line. Everybody just kind of quiet, trying to do their thing and and get through and vote. Um, you know, I did ask. <laughs> it was just a, a question, hey, am I going to get a copy of this ballot, you know, whenever we get done voting? And obviously the answer was no. Mm. Um, and then uh, I even asked, I said, well, can I take a picture, you know, because we're using the Dominion machines mm-hmm. and they vote the ballots out and all that good stuff. And they're like, well, no, you know, that's that's an issue of secrecy. And I, <laughs> I said to him, I said, well, aren't we a little bit past that right now? I mean, we're <laughs> <laughs> a little bit past that. Right. So, you know, the answer was no. And, you know, I went through the motions and everything. They, they printed out the ballot and it just it got under my skin just even seeing the name Dominion on that screen at all. So, um, Gary, let, let, out, let me yeah, ask you a question. Ahead. Do you know anyone who is a Republican who's listening to people like Lynn Wood? Do you know anybody <laughs> who's not voting? Uh, no, okay. uh, not within Good. my circle of friends uh, or family. No, uh, we are all uh, stern believers in getting out there and voting and uh, making sure that we we make those proper votes. Uh, this is a, a crucial vote for our state, for our country. And, um, you know, man, I'm, I'm just I, mm. I pray to God that everything turns out the way that, that, that we would like for it to turn out. I mm. really do. Uh, his will be done. Um, uh, thank you so much, Gary. Uh, Rhonda. Did you vote yet? Yes, I did. First thing this morning, I was there at 630 with my husband, and it was wrapped around the building waiting Hmm. to get in. Now, there's. uh, Uh, did you have glitches in your part of the state? Because I know at least part of the state is having a glitch, and they have to use paper ballots. No, we um, we did it on the screen. I live in Sonora, Georgia, south of Atlanta. Um, pretty conservative city. I got a feel that most people in the line were uh, voting on the Republican side, and yes, I did snap a picture of mine. Mm. So, did you? I did, didn't ask. Can I? Can I ask you this? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, let me ask you this: Do you know anyone in your circle of friends who is a conservative who is not voting today? I do not, and I do follow Lynn Wood on Twitter uh, recently. Um, but it did not deter me from going to vote today. Okay, good. All right, thank you so much. Um, Mike in Georgia, go ahead. Uh, Good morning, Glenn, and uh, pleasure to talk to you. Um, I voted. There was uh, about five or six people there. One person uh, that was um, out there for Osloft, uh, politicking. He, I felt he was a little too close to the building, but you know, I'm not a cop. I can't tell them to back off any, you know, but, um, you know, everyone I talked to that was, uh, in line, um, we all agreed that, uh, we got to keep our freedom. We got to keep our guns and we got to be able to do the right yeah. thing. So yeah. we voted Republican. Yeah. I know that. I know that because we all were talking. Uh, Mike, thank you for your call. I want to take one more. Can I take line six, Sally in uh, Georgia? Sally, 
Welcome. Hi there. Hi. Thank you so much. It's an honor to talk to you. Thank you. I um, did cast my vote this morning. I live in Cobb County, and uh, I was I was there early this morning, and my vote was vote number ninety two. Uh. And I, I wanted to add, I heard you talking about Lynn Wood, and I will say I am a Lynn Wood follower. I was huh. at the Stop the Steal rally where he, you know, told, you know, he was making his comments. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I interpreted it to be um, more of a calling our legislators bluff and, and forcing Leffler and Purdue to take action and defend Donald Trump. And I'm actually on my way to pick up my sister, and she and I are going to D.C. for the Stop the Steal rally. Mm. Well, again, and the, and the most important point here is if you're a big supporter of Donald Trump, then listen to what he's saying, which is go out and vote for yeah. Donald, Donald for, Trump for Leffler and Purdue. Yeah, yeah he's, he's outwardly said, and Donald Trump, you junior, the entire family, they are not yeah. playing this game with, no. oh, well, teach him a lesson and don't show up. Yeah. Donald Trump has said over and over again, get out there and vote. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you so much, Sally. God bless and stay safe in uh, Washington. <laughs> What's happening in Washington uh, with this rally? You know, the, they called out the National Guard. Did you know? Did no. You know? Yeah, they called out the oh. National Guard. Yeah. There's not going to be any shenanigans from these Republicans. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, my God. Well, that's good because the mostly violent right <laughs> will be in town. Yeah. Yeah. So it's we crazy. know how dangerous they are. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about Jeffrey. He's from Texas. He's the... Uh, He's this—he's the typical Texan, really. He's 71 years old, still owns his uh, own auto detailing business, rides a motorcycle, you know, like you do at 71. Um, it wasn't always this way. Jeffrey went through a period where he found it hard for him to do anything. He had severe knee and lower back pain. Everybody starts to get aches and pains as, as we age. Um, but if you live the life that uh, Jeffrey did, I mean, you're living life. Uh, sometimes that can get really bad and people who are very, very active their whole life, like Jeffrey, they, I mean, you can go through really bad depression. You got to get out of pain. The one thing that Jeffrey found that worked for him and continues to work for him every day is the same thing that gave me my life back and continues to work for me. It's relief factor. It's not a drug developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. You can order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. You don't have anything to lose except your pain. Try it, please. Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If the Democrats win the Senate, that puts Bernie Sanders as the head uh, chair of the Budget Committee. (laughs) That's going to be good. That's going to be good. Um, I'd like to talk to you today and not just from Georgia. We have a lot of people on the phone from Georgia. I'd like to hear from anybody on uh, what does this mean to you? What does this mean? Where are we in six months if they win both? I just got a note from uh, a GOP person in Georgia. They said, uh, Going to need a big turnout today. Early voting for Dems were bigger than the general. Not sure if that means they burn through all their vote or if that's a bad sign of things to come. Uh, so if you are in Georgia, please, today is the day. Go vote. Go vote. Um, 
hugely important. Hugely. Uh, I cannot overstate that today. Because again, you... So where are we in six months? Mm. Where are we in six months? You didn't like Pat's answer of South Hell? No, I, thought, I didn't. I thought that worked pretty well. Yeah. If I, Look, I think we are... Uh, if the Republicans can win one of these seats, you can limit the downside. If if not, there's no limit of the downside other than what Democrats' internal feelings are to keep this thing fair. And think about if that's what's between you and socialism and AOC and all those things is what you Democrats think, think is fair. You would think Pelosi would have moderated her approach. She shut down the GOP. They don't they will not have a voice mm. with the new with the new House rules. You don't think they're going to do that in the Senate more in a second. OK, uh, I don't usually make these New Year's resolutions so like I'm going to get into shape, but actually I'm making it this year. Uh, and, you know, so far I haven't lived up to a single word of what I was going to do, but but I'm going to. And Echelon can help you get into shape. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, the fitness mirrors, rowing machines, the Echelon Stride Smart uh, Treadmill. No matter what your favorite workout is, Echelon will give you the fun and the challenging workout from the comfort of your own home. They have the uh, latest state-of-the-art innovation, which is the EX7S. Echelon takes cycling to the next level. It's a connected bike built for performance, flexibility, durability in mind. It is the bike for competitors at heart. World-class instructors. I want you to check them out at echelonfit.com slash Beck. Echelon, E-C-H-E-L-O-N, fit.com slash back. Echelonfit.com slash back. We have a lot on the plate today. It all revolves around Georgia. The election is happening today. I don't believe any poll, but I do believe one pollster has been better than all the other pollsters, uh, and that is Robert Cahaley. He's from the Trafalgar Group. He got it right in uh, 16, 18, and he was the closest this time. So what does he say about Georgia? Robert Cahaley joins me in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, more and more of us are working and shopping and everything else from home these days. And believe it or not, spending more time on the Internet than we were a year ago. It's getting to the point where you're starting to feel like, can my my kids go 24 hours a day online and... uh, can my son game seven days a week? Maybe eight days a week? Oh, yeah. I think they can. More the better. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we need cybersecurity. The cyber criminals are living in their heyday. This is the golden year 
for cyber criminals. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can help see the threats that you might miss on your own. They will lock you down without actually locking you up. It's not a it's not a Gavin Newsom kind of thing. They are there to make sure that you are protected when you're online. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head over to lifelock.com and use the promo code BACK for 25% off. That's lifelock.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Chief pollster of the Trafalgar Group, Robert Cahaley. He's actually, uh, he, he was born in Georgia, raised in South Carolina, and has been doing this really campaigning since he was 10 years old going door to door. He is one of the guys that has really looked uh, good with the polls. Uh, most accurate national presidential polls of 2020, most accurate midterm polls 2018, 2017, only pollster to correctly call all Georgia six special election, most accurate presidential poll in 2016. Uh, he's got a good record. We wanted to hear what he is saying, I think, about Georgia. Hi, Robert. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> good, good, good. Um, just, I'm hoping that you are going to have some good news, uh, but I don't think you are, uh, for the GOP. I'm going to have some good news. Okay. So, all right. So here's, here's what we've got. Um, we think that the turnout needs to be a million 50,000 for both Republicans to win. Now, remember the early voting was 23% off from the early voting in the fall. So at 23% of the general election, election day voting, that's only 850, uh, 850,000 roughly turnout. That's not enough. So the question is, what's that turnout going to be? We think it's going to be in the window of between 850,000 today and a million 50,000. And that gives us a split decision. Uh, with that turnout, we have... Leffler at 49.7, Warnock at 48.4, with mm. 1.9 undecided. Leffler wins. We have Ossoff at 49.4, and Purdue at 48.5. Purdue loses. Mm. Okay. Um, now, but, but if it goes above one point, if it goes above a million fifty thousand, Purdue has a chance to win. But that is trying to get a turnout in the general election that is higher than November. And I think that's a hill too too steep to climb. Uh, what is the? Do you measure the passion at all from the Democrats okay. and and the Republicans? And and tell me about that. Well, and the passion is best demonstrated by that turnout. This election is not going to. If either Republican loses or both lose, they're not going to have lost because a lack of a a lack of Republican passion. They're going to be lost because somebody took Republican passion and squeezed the life out of it. Uh, when this, we had them both winning and widening the gap. We started with Purdue losing and Leffler winning, and then Leffler was rising and so was Purdue. Leffler was outside of the margin error, and Purdue was winning within the margin error. And then the 23rd of December happened. 
And when they came out with the 600 bucks and all the money to the foreign countries, people didn't like it. Trump, of course, read the room, understood, and said, we need any more. Warnock and uh, Ossoff were chimed in immediately, backing Trump on the 2000. Uh, Leffler said, well, I'll consider it. Uh, I don't think Purdue made a statement at all that night. And that's when we start. And that's when we saw the five point drop in the days that came after. Jeez. And then, and then Mitch McConnell, you know, comes out and says, you know, we're not going to do this at all. And so the argument was. Did we lose him? Oh, man. Big tech. Mm -hmm. After it again. After it again. They did not want to hear what he had to say. That's, <laughs> that's unbelievable. That's crazy. <laughs> and they don't even control anything yet. Or do they? That's interesting. He seems to think that Leffler has the better chance of winning. Now, you know, one... one that's way too close for comfort. No, it's... I mean, look, he, I think he would tell you you know look this these are all right in the margin of error we we don't know for sure it's interesting though if you look back at the way these races developed the race that leffler and warnock were in was a major one of these like 30 candidate races where leffler and warnock were the top two so people really didn't do anything to criticize warnock in that race leffler was running against collins another republican to try to get to the top of the of the 30 person pack yeah so no one really took any really took any shots at uh, at warnock at all it's been only since that election that people have focused on his record like you know for example you know is his ex-wife his wife at the time is, is on camera saying that yeah. he was uh abusive abusive ran over her her foot intentionally uh, intentionally um you know said that she's a great actor uh, you know, there's been a lot of, not to mention all the stuff that comparison to Jeremiah Wright, you had a great special on a lot of this a few weeks ago. It's important that people know this, and maybe that's that sort of spotlight shining on Warnock for the first time is going to be determinative. So, uh, Robert is uh, back with us. We You dropped out halfway through the conversation, uh, Robert. Um, but we were, we were talking about um, that the the uh what happened with the with the uh, stimulus package really changed everything yeah i mean you know the argument the republicans have been making for six weeks is you don't want to have schumer as majority leader you don't want all the bad things democrats are going to do and then all of a sudden the democrats were going well you don't have your two grand because of uh mcconnell and that's who they plan to vote to keep in there so you're never going to get your money if they win and that was and and for for him to call the money socialism affected a lot of people. I mean, that was seven. I mean, I don't know whether you saw the tweet I put out about seventy five percent of people in Georgia wanted it to be two thousand dollars. I mean, I, I said at the time that's as popular as sweet tea barbecue and college football. Right. You don't need to be against that. Right. Um, because when you're giving money to people who are hardworking, who you told not to work, who the government said you can't work, they don't like being treated like people who are getting welfare who don't work they don't like it i i i I couldn't agree with you more i wasn't on the air when this happened i thought six hundred dollars was so insulting two thousand dollars i felt as strongly that that was insulting i I, as a small business owner and i i'm i'm fortunate enough to be doing well but all of these people that own small businesses like me i I thought two thousand dollars what is that gonna do 
$2,000 is nothing if you haven't worked in six months. That, that's, that's not, it's, until, it's insulting as well. It, this is a different uh, kind of situation that we're in. Well, and, and, and rarely, I mean, think about it. how often in the history of politics does the government write a check to the taxpayers before an election? And if that happens, you want to be on the side of the bigger check. You know, if less is more, unless you're talking about stimulus. And the other problem is once people know that it could in 2000, I mean, we're, we're talking to people on the phone who said, yeah, I got my $600. It just ticks me off. And they didn't say ticks me off that I could have had 2000. And, and so it, it, it was an unforced error. Uh, if, if, if we lose both of them, that's going to be why. Uh, but it was it, it just didn't need to happen. I, I think even with their initial missteps, not embracing the two thousand, it's hard to beat them up the last ten days if people got two thousand dollars in the bank. Because then they're like, "What are you talking about?" Ugh. Because they, I mean, these people get the money now. I mean, I people have been getting checks in Georgia since last Wednesday. So it it, it just it struck the wrong chord. It it, it it reinforced this idea. I mean. Joe Biden here yesterday saying, well, if they get if, if they go back, you'll never get the two that you'll never get two thousand or anything else. It gave them a talk. It was an unforced error. It gave them a talking point they didn't need. And I, I mean, I feel like the president did everything he could to help fix that. Mm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, did you say you had good news? You haven't already passed that, have you? Well, winning one is better than losing both. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, uh, I don't. I can't imagine. I, I mean, have you done any polling yet on uh, on 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 where we where where people think we're going to be in six months if? If they really start doing all the things that they say they're going to do, the Green New Deal, uh, you know, uh, severe cutbacks with guns. I mean, have you, have you seen anything or do you have any kind of temperature gauge from from America on this? I can. I, I, it's interesting you mentioned that because the one issue that I have seen glaringly absent in Georgia. And again, I'm here. I mean, you know, I've been I've, I've watched, you know. The, the local TV, I, I watch all the, the ad, listen to ads, listen to different kinds of radio. I have seen so little talk about guns. Mm-hmm. I've heard talk about defunding police. But here's the thing. This is Georgia. Guns, go acro- support for guns, goes across socioeconomic and racial lines. Black people and white people love guns in Georgia. They do not want you taking their guns. And why in the world that was not a front and center issue? It's interesting you saw the president mention that. But, I mean, you find me an ad that, that, that was out there where so Loeffler or Purdue were hitting him <sighs> them on guns. The Republicans are just stupid. Do you have any polling numbers on that? On how stupid the Republicans are? Well, I, you know, I have a lot of problems with how these campaigns were run, uh, and I feel like I feel like two pretty good candidates. I mean, not amazing candidates, but pretty good candidates didn't didn't get the service they deserved. 
um, there's no way we shouldn't have been taught that this it, this discussion in Georgia shouldn't have been about uh, about guns because nothing will separate uh, first, especially rural Democrats, and there still are a lot in Georgia away from Democrat nominees than talking about taking away your guns. And I mean, if it were me, I'd have, I'd have had Beto all over the TV talking about taking away guns yep. and Biden saying Beto's my man. <laughs> Well, it does does Warnock play in Georgia, or, or does he? I mean, he's so Jeremiah Wright without you know Barack Obama backing away from him. I mean, he is he's a radical. Is he perceived Absolutely. as one? He is perceived as one, but you have in that race. Uh, you know, I compare the Warnock race very much to. Uh, Jamie um, in uh, South Carolina, Harrison, who ran against Lindsey, mm-hmm. uh, he had the benefit of social desirability bias. And Jamie Harrison is 10 times the candidate Ralph Warnock is. Let me just say that to begin with. Uh, but it was still South Carolina. But it's also like I've compared this more to, to Florida than anything. In the Gillum DeSantis race, there was a social desirability bias, people saying they were for Gillum who had no intention of voting for him. And yet in the Senate race, Nelson and Scott, there was no social desirability bias. What they said is who they were for. We've seen the same thing here. Almost no social desirability in the Ossoff-Purdue uh, race and a, a little bit of social desirability in the Leffler-Warnock uh, race. Uh, there is, and so I did, you know, I did some studying on who the, who the voters are who are telling us they're for Leffler and Ossoff. And what I find is they're rural they're rural uh, white Democrats. They are um, suburban moms uh, who don't like Trump and don't love everything about Leffler, but Warnock scares them. Mm. Scares them about defunding police and, you know, GD America and all that kind of stuff. And also so an appreciable difference with the Hispanic vote that Leffler does significantly better uh, I mean, like in the 80s in the Hispanic vote wow. versus Warnock. Wow. Yep. All right, Robert. I mean, pro-choice, pro-choice pastor is a big thing, and uh, that's, it does not play well with most of the Hispanic voters we've polled. Thank you so much for, um, for everything. You know, in the last uh, few years, you've been uh, one guy you can really count on and look at, and I think somebody who's using their noodle a little more uh, and trying to understand voters uh, the Trafalgar Group is uh, is where he's the chief pollster. Uh, his name is Robert Cahaley. You can follow follow him on his website at the uh, TrafalgarGroup.org. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. You bet. Have a good day. Yep. <sighs> American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Totally makes sense, what he said. Totally makes sense. It's, it's, it's just we are on the verge here <laughs> i know i know i want to talk to you on the phone i i'm gonna give uh Stu kind of a, a test uh to get his read on what he thinks is happening in america in a year from now uh if they would win both seats um what are they gonna do what are they gonna do we'll do that in a second if you're in georgia you've got to vote All right, let me tell you about American financing here. Uh, The ball dropped. The bomb didn't. Uh, There's a lot to be thankful for as we 
swing into this new year. I'm trying to keep that front and center. I'm very, very grateful for as for as bad as this year was this last year. Um, some good things happened in my family, and I am grateful for those things. Anyway, um, one of the things that is happening is the interest rates are very, very low. And I think getting a, a mortgage, getting a big loan is going to get harder and harder. The interest rates on credit cards are going to go up. You really need to lock in the financing that you need at the lowest possible interest rate. And that is right now. Go to American Financing. Call them at 800-906-2440. You can do a consolidation loan or just you know, uh, refi your, your house loan. You don't have to reset the terms. Just reset the, uh, the interest rate. If you're at four or above, you can do much better than that. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds. Station ID. <laughs> at home and I'm going to ask you to call in and I'm going to give it to several people. I just like to hear from you a year from now. The Democrats have the house, the Senate and the white house. I want to go through several of these with you, Stu, and then we will go to the phones. Um, do we have mandatory vaccinations? Not federally. I think some States have it though. Okay. Do, are we in full lockdown? Do we have in a year? Some point in the next year, do we have full lockdowns? No. Okay. Are we in a depression? We have a. I think they will print money to, until eternity to avoid that. So I, I don't think we'll be maybe in the depression, but we will be on a very bad on road. Our way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, gun rights have they been severely regulated? Yes. Wow, that's huge. Uh, freedom of speech, uh, things like the fairness doctrine or something like that. Or do we have are we able to broadcast and to get our message out as freely as we are now? I think there will be some limitations. Okay. I, I don't know that's going to be their top priority, but they will go down that road a little bit. Um, the Green New Deal. I think major elements of it. I don't think they'll get the whole thing through, but I think major elements of it will be through. Do we have 51 plus states? <sighs> I, no, I'm going to go with no with these with wow. those slim majorities. Okay. Uh, the Great Reset. Are we are we participating in that deeply? Yeah, I think major elements of it. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is, does the filibuster exist a year from now? Uh, um, I'm going to say no. Wow. And that's a that's and the, so biggest the last one, question is because it frees for all this other stuff. Civil War. We at peace with each other? Oh, good God. Uh, I, th- I don't think we're in civil war as we think of it in the 1800s. No. But I mean, like... Are we at peace with each other? We're not at peace with each other now. I don't know if you've noticed. <sighs> so, you, that, I'm going to mark that as a yes? I, I don't know that I would call okay. it civil war, but I know you want to. You're for, no, I don't. <laughs> you're trying. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do. Uh, all right. We're going to take you your your temperature here, 888-727-BECK. 
All right, let me give you a textbook case of adding insult to injury. Paying too much for your phone bill, only to find out that big mobile that you just paid the exorbitant amount to is is charging you so much because they're sending part of that to some leftist organization to help further their cause. Uh, that's what's happening. Why are you still with big mobile? Patriot Mobile has now expanded their coverage even further, so it's easier to dump big mobile. Patriot Mobile not only never sends a penny to the left, they actually donate to conservative causes that fight for the Second Amendment, fight for the First Amendment. So switch to Patriot Mobile with confidence. Same network as the larger providers, but they charge a lot less. Switching is easy. Get Premier Activation, where they set up the phone for you, and you get a special gift with the offer code BECK. Same service, lower price, and values you believe in. PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Tonight we have uh, live coverage of the Georgia election results. You're not going to want to miss it. Let me go to Mel in uh, Georgia. Hello, Mel. Hi. How are, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Now, you're not a, res- you're not a resident of Georgia, but you're in Georgia? That is correct. I have uh, spent the last, uh, I don't know, eight or ten days down just south of Atlanta, uh, like Peachtree City down that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually um, just here to campaign, go door to door. So we've been going door to door. We've been to hundreds of doors, mostly Republican. Um, and about half said they had already voted and about half said they were planning to vote on Election Day and very excited about it. Did you so, did you know, did you meet any of them that said I'm not going to vote because you just can't trust it? I'm sending a message. I did. I, I oh, only no. met two, uh, but it was and it was really hard not to be confrontational and go. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. But anyways, I, I mean, basically, they just they were angry and they said we're not voting this time. And I thought, well, of all things, you know, you get what you get. So yeah. But most people were excited. Most people, you know, strong patriots, they wanted to talk. They wanted to talk about the election, about the, the fraud that they feel has happened. And all of them, deep in prayer. Like, we are, we are just praying for our country. So it was encouraging in some ways. And in other ways, you know, it's like when you have a dream and it's a nightmare and you can't move in the dream, you want to scream, yeah. but you can't. It's kind of how most yeah. people feel wow. right now. So anyway, I just thought I'd call and, and give you that update. Thank you. Thank you, Mel. I appreciate it. We just talked to uh, the head of the Trafalgar uh, group, which is a pollster and the most accurate in the last four or five years. And uh, he just said there has to be a massive turnout for the GOP. Uh, the Democrats have a, a bigger turnout than they than they had before the November election. So they're going into Election Day with a bigger lead than they had even in the general. So the Republicans have got to show up and the country is at stake i mean i want to take lisa in uh, wyoming hello lisa hello hi uh you uh you want to take the questions that i just gave to Stu? will you answer some of these sure. okay you bet. a year from now the democrats have the senate the house and the white house 
do we have mandatory vaccinations or some sort of a uh, passport system where you you have to carry your papers around or you can't work you can't go to shows you can't do air travel yes or no yes okay uh have we experienced full nationwide lockdowns a year from now will we have uh, had a nationwide lockdown um i'm 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 afraid yes okay are we in a depression a year from now uh i'm gonna say yes because i think we're a lot of people are already there Mm -hmm. have gun rights been uh severely curtailed yes do people like me, people like you, have the freedom of speech and is the message that we bring every day, and are we able to do that as easily as we're doing it today, a year from now? I don't believe so. I'm going to say no, because I think the only thing that saved us was President Trump. Uh-huh. Green New Deal? Yes or no? Is it in? They're going to hit us with that. Yes, yeah. I think they're going to try their best. Do you think that we have 51 plus states? Um, I'm going to say no, not in a year. Oh. I think it'll take them a little longer to do that. Are we are we deep into the global great reset? Have we gone along yes. with all that? Yes. Uh, does the filibuster in the Senate still exist? Um, I think so, because I think they need to use it as much as anyone else. I think they're going to depend on that, too. Okay. Are we in a, a civil war where it's not just talk, it's, it's violence? The, the, the country has broken apart. I believe, and, and being raised in Wyoming, yes. I believe if they go for the guns, there's going to be a big... There is going to be a civil war. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you so much, Lisa. I appreciate it. That's the, the, you know, you said you want, you know, civil war. No, I, I don't mean you want civil war, but I mean, you want me, you're trying to goad me into saying it. Well, because here's why, Mm -hmm. here's why you said you answered many of these, the same as Lisa, not all of them, but many of them. Mm -hmm. If these things happen, what stops a a disenfranchised half of America that has been called all kinds of names uh, feel as though they are just being trampled on mm-hmm. uh, th- that their country and their constitution is being trampled on and it no longer is the country that they thought it was and they're poor they they have nothing because they were put out of business. What stops those people from going, I got nothing to lose? Hopefully realizing they do have something to lose, which is, the, you know, the greatest republic that's ever been on the face of the earth. And we do face that if, if we go down those roads. I mean, I, I, I tend but to. But they will think that they have already lost that. Now, I know. I, I tend to reserve the term civil war for what i think of as civil war right like the civil war you know yeah i don't think that, it'll be like like that. do i think we'll see stuff like we've saw we saw this uh summer 
you know, uh, like in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I, I think you will see stuff like that. Uh, I don't know that it's, I don't, th- I wouldn't call that civil war. I would call it civil unrest uh, in, a, in, a, in a relatively uncomfortable scale. Okay, I would go for that. Civil war or civil unrest, separate the two. Yeah, I think civil unrest is, especially when, the, you know, the guns are a big part of this. But again, it does matter the scale we're talking about, right? If 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 they come in and let's just say Joe Manchin is like, look, I'll I'll give you a, a ban on this and some common sense stuff, but I'm not mm-hmm. going all that road. I, I have no faith in Joe Manchin to hold any lines, yeah, by the right. way. I just want to make sure we're clear on that. But if he does and he says, OK, well, we want common sense and Susan Collins goes along with it and they get their 53 votes that limit assault weapons or whatever, like I don't. But there will be a lot of pushback on that. There will be a lot of angst. But I don't think that we were going to go into, you know, civil war, massive civil unrest. Over if, it. if you if you have the kind of uh, weapons ban that you had in the in the 90s, which we still have. Right. I mean, isn't it? No. I mean, they, they, it came and went. Yeah, but, but, it, but a lot of states have it. I right. mean, tons of states have it yeah. already. And we're not we're not seeing civil unrest. Right. Over it. But if you if you say there is a mandatory buyback and you can't own these guns and uh, there's no grandfather clause and uh, we have to have you on a national registry and we're going to tax your guns yeah, you go every all- year mm-hmm. and you also uh, you were also taxing the ammunition and everything is so expensive that you can't afford them. And oh, by the way, you need this special insurance. I will tell you, I think that people will scale matters here in a big yeah, way. I mean, you go, too, you go too hard and really try to take away a constitutional right from the American people. That's not going to go well. That is not going to go well. Uh, you know, people will put up with irritants, right? If they see like, you know, I, I, I put the bump stock thing in here. I mean, I think that was an unconstitutional ban, uh, but people will and put up with it one. and a ridiculous one yeah. for a million different reasons. Yeah. But like people will put up with it. I will not be surprised at all to see Joe Biden go down those same roads, though, and and use the same types of, well, look, this is really dangerous type of reasoning and and ban stuff like that. And it's going to be hard. People are going to have to remember, you know, wh- how the Constitution has this country working. And I, I, especially with the Second Amendment and, I mean, constitutionally guaranteed rights, these things cannot just be signed away. And I, Biden will try that stuff. Kamala Harris promised it oh, on day one let me tell you if she something. was in office. If Joe Biden, God forbid, gets COVID and passes or there is there is any kind of problem with him yep. where he's deemed incompetent and she becomes the president your worst nightmare your worst nightmare that's interesting when you say that because when you said that i i thought immediately you're totally right which shows that i actually am pricing in some sort of moderation from biden yeah which i I don't know if that's as long as he is is aware and competent and and uh somewhat in control my problem has not been with Joe Biden, except for corruption with the China thing. It, it, it is because he's more of a typical politician. Yeah. You know I what I mean? That's that's odd that you get comfort from that. But in right. some ways you do. Well, because without without that, there is no speed bump. I mean, yeah. Look, look at his running mate. Yeah, look who is supporting. She will not care. You think of Biden in some way, he's corrupt, he's a typical politician, he is not moderate, he's very liberal. Very liberal. Very liberal. However, he is a bit of an institutionalist. Yes. You know, he does 
you know, he does care the about rules. the rules. Like th- yeah. th- that's why the filibuster I hesitate on because I think the the left wants that so badly. You get rid of that for the next two years, they can put in all sorts of things that would make it impossible for Republicans to regain power. But you know, he's a Senate institutionalist. Maybe he finds a spine there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I I guess I am pricing that in a little bit, which is scary because if you're it's the same way, I was just criticizing people for pricing in this this you know speed bump of Joe Manchin. You can't depend on Joe Biden oh, to no, hold the gosh, line on no, anything good. No, no, he's going to be a terrible, terrible yeah, president. No. Uh, let me go to Don quickly and take one more. Uh, Don, uh, will you answer these questions for us? Um, uh, how are you, Don? Do we do? Fabulous. How are you? Good. A year from now, if they take the Senate, the House and the White House, do we have mandatory vaccinations or some sort of a passport paper thing that uh, is required for you to work or, you know, go to movies or use airplanes? I think to use airplanes, yes. I'm not really sure to go to movies or to and, and maybe to go from state to state. Okay. They've talked about it for concerts already, too, by the yeah. way, the large gatherings yeah. like that. Yeah. They're already developing oh, yeah. it. Yep. Um, yeah, have, a, a year from now, will we have experienced full nationwide lockdown? No, I don't. I don't believe we will. Okay. Um, will we be in a depression a year from now? I think, like Stu said, I think the government is going to keep printing money and printing money, and so we're not going to be in a yeah. depression until it gets to the end where you can't print anymore because we yeah. know you can't. Lots of money, but nothing our money can buy. Uh, gun rights. Have yeah. they been severely curtailed in a year? You know, I think gun rights, they're going to try to severely curtail them, but I don't think the American people are going to allow it. I, I just don't. Okay. I mean, I don't care about assault style weapons, mm-hmm. but every other weapon, I don't think the American people are going to stand for it. Okay. Uh, free speech and and broadcast. Are we going to be able to have our voices heard and uh, connect with you as easily as we can right now? I think we're either going to be able to do that or we're going to be in those camps where they want to retrain your brain not to talk about Trump. <laughs> so, so which is it, yes or no? You would take that as a no. I, I, I think no. Okay. No. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Green New Deal. No, no, definitely not. Uh, um, 51 plus states. No, no, hmm. but see, my opinion is this I don't think, in the grand scheme of things, that we are going to have a president in the White House who does not consider the Constitution as the rule of the land. I don't think that our creator is going to allow that. Now that may sound naive, but I, that's how I really feel. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so you, so you have even more trust in Joe Biden. Yeah. Okay. No. I have- no. <laughs> you said well, yeah at the wrong time there. <laughs> Damn delays. <laughs> okay. Uh, then great reset would be no. We're not nope. doing that. Okay. Uh, filibuster exists. Yes or no. It does not exist. Filibuster. Uh, no. The filibuster is the way the the Democrats will just ram things through. They'll take away the filibuster, which is oh. the speed bump to well, stop things. Right. If everybody is a Democrat, yeah, there it'll be there. Okay. Uh, and uh, final question: Civil war, civil unrest, 
or fine? I think it'll be civil unrest. I think there'll be civil unrest if it's Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. Okay. Man. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Don. <sighs> okay. Let me tell you about, um, let me tell you about Tempentos. Your kid is sick. You know the worst thing that you have to do is to take the temperature, especially with babies or young kids, and you have to wake them up, and they've, they're sleeping, but you have to take the temperature. Well, there's an easy way to do it. It's a little paper thermometer that just sticks to their head. It'll stick to their head all day long, um, and it gives you an accurate reading and a really consistent reading so you know whether your kid is is getting better, getting worse, you know at all times. Now, they've had these out, you know, at CVS and all the major retailers for a while. Uh, but when COVID hit, that's when major companies like Ford Motor Company decided we need these so we can just stick them on the forehead of the thousands of people that are coming in to work at Ford and we can get back to work. So you know, whether you just need it for your house, it's a great way to take temperatures. Uh, especially if you have kids, just look for temp and toss. It's available at all the major retailers. If you are a business that wants them to buy them in the rolls of a thousand or whatever it is, you can go to temp slash back to work. Get America back to work. Temp slash back to work. BECK. We are going to uh, continue taking your phone calls. I'm fascinated to hear from you. Actually, I'm finding some hope in the way people are answering these uh, questions. Um, and I'll continue to ask them, continue to talk to you. And I, I want to explain why I find it hopeful. There are some things that we've learned this hour that if, I mean, it's a very small sample size, obviously, but if that's true, there's some signs of hope there. I'll explain. What you are about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This Well, the media is at it again. Uh, there's a big rally in Washington, D.C., and now the Washington mayor has decided to call in the National Guard because there are these Trump supporters. You know how crazy they can get. Really? Uh, by the way, I don't know if you've heard that Nancy Pelosi's house was vandalized with pig blood over the weekend and a pig head that said we want everything and had the anarchist symbol on it you have haley people were showing up antifa were showing up at his house with his wife and his child locked inside of their house and they were threatening uh haley but it's the Trump supporters you have to call out the National Guard on. I want to talk to you a little bit about 
how to react. If you're going to Washington, how to react and what to expect. Also, a little more on this poll that we've been taking today from just the audience calling in. Why there's some hopeful things in there. And what's coming if Donald Trump is out kicking rocks in the side of the White House January 20th. What do they do to him? And why all of that in 60 seconds? The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about Goldline. Congress convening to formally count the Electoral College votes tomorrow. Hopefully by this time uh, tomorrow we will know the results of the Georgia election. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. God. They better be able to count. We need another six more weeks of this. Come on, everybody. We do. Let's get together. The Democrats are already pushing to uh, triple the current stimulus, increasing the package by hundreds of billions of dollars. We just we just were talking to some listeners. It gives me hope that people understand that money printing uh, goes hand in hand with an eventual depression. Uh, It's it's not going to last and it destroys the dollar and the value of the dollar. And then there's the Chinese. I mean, it's uh, we're 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 expecting a tough year, hopefully not. But have you checked in to gold or silver? They're now calling uh, for gold to break two thousand dollars an ounce. Uh, that's popping up everywhere. Uh, it's already at record highs. There are some people who are saying the stock market is going to fall out of the sky this year and gold is headed. One guy says uh, headed to ten thousand dollars an ounce. God help us if that is true. (laughs) Don't root for that. Uh, I buy gold as an insurance policy against insanity. And boy, are we headed for more insanity than you can imagine. When things begin to unravel, are you going to be okay? Is your family going to be okay? Is the stuff that you have tried to preserve your whole working career, is it going to be okay? I want you to call Goldline now. Uh, find out how to protect your retirement accounts. Take advantage of Goldline's six percent free metal promotion for qualified self-directed IRA acquisitions. You can call eight six six Goldline. That's eight six six Goldline or Goldline dot com. All right, so. Let me talk to you a little bit here about, first of all, if you're going to Washington, uh, D.C., what you should expect. Um, you already have the National Guard on the streets. Uh, it is my understanding that the Proud Boys are not going because they feel that this is a, a setup for them. Um, and... You are walking into a group of people that I think you'll feel comfortable with. You'll feel safe around. Uh, I know people <laughs> who are are going to Washington. I know people who uh, feel passionately about what's happening in our country. But I don't know any of them that want to start a war, want to start a fight, want to be beat up in the streets or beat people up in the streets. That's just not who we've we've ever been now there might be some people 
that are going in support of, you know, stop the steal that do feel that way. But uh, they're in the vast minority. But those people, if they engage with Antifa or whatever, those are the people that are going to be seen on television. And that will be the poster child of whatever we're doing. There's a couple of things that you should do if you are going to march in activities like this. And the first thing is you have to really kind of channel your inner Martin Luther King and know that the people that are there against you are there to make you do something uh, that you either don't want to do or really, really, really want to. But your better angels keep you on that path. And so you don't. They are there to poke you with sticks. They're provocateurs. If you are going to go into uh, a political activity, do not engage people that are on the streets yelling at you. Don't debate them. There is no reason to debate. They are not. You're not going to change their mind. They are not shouting things at you because they think, well, that person looks like he's going to be open minded and maybe he'll come over to our side. and He'll understand what we're talking about. That's not what they're there for. They are there to harass you. It's a deliberate technique intended to take your participation and sideline it. Don't don't pause to stop don't do anything just keep you and your friends marching now it sounds simple uh to decline to engage you know with morons from antifa but it is actually difficult in practice because they are trained in direct action techniques they have studied this you haven't they have studied direct action techniques. They can get police officers who are really well trained just to snap. And police officers have been trained in direct action techniques. They know what Antifa is doing. They're prepared mentally for it. It could catch you off guard. Don't let it. Don't let it affect you or anyone around you and make sure Everyone around you is working together. You grab arms and link arms and you pull each other out of that. Otherwise, you are going to be the only thing uh, that the media will show and it will delegitimize everything you came to support. So please be careful uh, because there are many forces that want you to discredit the entire movement of, hey, what do you say? We have free, fair elections. We count all of the legitimate votes. We we uh, uh, make sure that dead people aren't voting and et cetera, et cetera. And then we'll accept when our guy loses or our guy wins. We can trust that it's free and fair and we'll move on. That's the message. We, we need to trust the process that's the message and we don't trust the process 
But again, you are not dealing with rational Americans when you're dealing with Antifa. You are not dealing with people who want the same thing. Do you know why uh, Hillary Clinton is not in jail today? Why is Hillary Clinton not in jail? Why, why did Ford pardon Nixon? Why did the Democrats uh, say Ronald Reagan was involved in Iran-Contra, but then when he left office, they left it alone? Why? Because you don't want to set the standard that you can go after your political foes after they serve, even if they're coming back. I mean, think of all of the things that the Clintons have done. Think of all of the things with the Clinton Foundation. Think of the just the the security protocols that were that would put you or I in prison. And they never did anything about it. Now, you can say it's corruption. But a bigger answer is that you do not want to start putting political enemies in jail. If you do that, the other side does it, and then you have nothing. And the only reason you go after people afterwards uh, is because it's so heinous. It was murder. You try to put the other people in jail during the administration. You do everything you can to make sure that it's clean. And I hate this about our system. I hate it. I think Hillary Clinton should have gone to jail. I don't have a problem putting Nixon in jail. But it's important that we don't become a banana republic, that you don't create a system that is trying to teach people a lesson. We will destroy you. Well, we're past that, right? Everybody knows if you get into politics, it's destroy or be destroyed. But they've ratcheted that up. We've seen things in the last four years that we've never seen before. A willingness to tell boldface lies. The Democrats are now saying if they win the Senate, they're going to have another investigative body and they are going after the crimes of Donald Trump. If indeed they do that, they are they are truly the the revolutionary Marxist radicals, because that's what happens in banana republics. You take your opponent and to make sure that they don't they don't come back and everybody learns their lesson. You put them in jail. You destroy them. I think Donald Trump is going to be facing that. And that is a very, very bad thing, because already I feel like, oh, you, you want to play ball that way? Okay, you know what? It's time to take the gloves off. It's time to take the gloves off. 
unfortunately, the GOP will never do this because I think they're worthless. I really think they're worthless. But go ahead, go ahead. Use every legitimate lever of power to stop them. Do it. They won't. But the Democrats have gone a step further. They will use every legitimate and not legitimate, every underhanded, every, uh, every slimy trick in the book. And they do it and they sleep well at night. I don't ever want to be those people. But you are entering a different time. And we'll know, possibly tomorrow, whether or not they're going to have the all levers of the government. That's a remarkable thing to give a group of revolutionary Marxists the keys to every engine and every car and every jail cell in the country. But unless the people who vote for Republicans show up en masse today, unless every single person in Georgia within the sound of my voice actually goes out and votes, you have that situation on the horizon. For the rest of us, Today may be a day that we should uh, fast and pray. Because if we don't do it today, we may be on our knees begging for assistance, guidance, and peace tomorrow at this time when we speak. All right. <clears throat> Life lock. The old saying goes, just because uh, you know you're paranoid doesn't mean that they're not following you. They are after you. They are out to get you. I know that sounds paranoid, but it's true. Right now, cyber criminals, this is their golden years because of everybody staying at home, everybody online. I mean, it's, it's a different world than it was a year ago. And cyber criminals are at the, the epitome of their dreams right now. They're targeting our smart tablets. They're, uh, they're now actually going after people that have been working in pharmaceuticals with phishing and malware attacks. The cyber criminals love the fact that we are all on our, our own home Wi-Fi. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock will see the threats that you might miss on your own. I want you to join now and save up to 25% off your first year. Use the promo code BECK. By calling 800-LIFELOCK, that's 1-800-LIFELOCK, or just go to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com, promo code BECK. 10 seconds, station ID. Pennsylvania on line three. Hello, Peggy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Go ahead, Peggy. Where? Uh, okay. You so I'm a 3 year old woman, <laughs> and I was born and raised in the city of Pittsburgh. Okay. I now live in 
Emilyville, Pennsylvania. All right. Which is approximately 11 miles out of Pittsburgh. I started listening to you and Rush right after 9-11. I was a total liberal. Or should I say, I was just a Democrat. Mm -hmm. Until until someone asked me, I'm a Democrat, and I I basically didn't have an answer. Mm -hmm. So they asked me to start listening to Rush, and then I find you as well. And uh, at first, it was six weeks of agony. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) I bet it was. I bet it was. It was. But then I started to listen really hard five days a week, and I realized I'm not a Democrat. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been since. I'm very versed in politics, Mm -hmm. for the most part, Mm -hmm. because of you and Rush. And I'm an out. I'm out with everybody around me. I have to lie. So tomorrow I'm going to D.C. Tomorrow you're going to D.C. I am. Okay. And it wasn't easy to find a way to get there because I didn't want to take my car. Yeah. Um, Mostly because I didn't want to be a victim. I needed to go with a group. But we did find a group. And we're taking a bus. I'm more afraid, yes. Kind of drank Kool-Aid on COVID. But I do wear a mask, and I will tomorrow. And in fact, an N95. But I, I am going, and it didn't take much. Actually, I converted my husband as well. After I met him, we met 16 years ago, and I got him to think the proper way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the words of every wife. Um, <laughs> um, but, we're conservatives. We're not Republicans. Right. Um, uh, so I'm a little worried tomorrow. I'm, I'm worried because even though I'm 63, I'm feisty. Yeah. Not in like I want to punch your eyes out or anything. But if someone were to pull my hair like they did that blonde woman's hair and stole her flag, there's no way I'm going to stand there and cry. I'm going to run after her. And so I'm a little worried. I got to like, (laughs) I would, I would recommend that you prepare like what I just talked about, that they are going to do everything they can to get you to respond. And, uh, don't, don't become, uh, don't become them. Uh, you don't, what you will see the provocateurs will do everything they can. And all of the people with them are on their phones, taping you, they are waiting for that kind of stuff. Don't give it to them. Don't give it to them. Uh, don't discredit everything that you're standing up, uh, you know, standing up for. I know it's really hard because I've had enough, too. Uh, I can't take it. I can't take the double standard. I can't take the just just the out and out lies about who these people are. I can't take the 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 mayor of of Portland coming out over the weekend and going, you know, well now, now, now we should maybe look into Antifa. Oh, really? Now, now, why, why now all of a sudden are they they're Wow. They're destructive now, but they weren't before. I just, it drives me nuts. Don't fall into the trap. They want you to. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And thank you. For standing up for what you believe. More in a second.
So there you were, sitting in a gondola with your spouse, rocking back and forth in that gentle river just outside your hotel as the man in the straw hat and the striped shirt pushed the pole in the water and sang some opera, a glass of red wine in one hand and a three-foot-long roll of French bread in the other and the far-off sound of an accordion. Then you snapped back awake and remember... Uh, no, I've never had that experience because I've been locked into a timeshare and this timeshare <laughs> sucks. And, uh, I, I think last year, because we couldn't use our timeshare, uh, we vacationed perhaps in Syria timeshares, not the way to go. And unfortunately too many people learn that after they've signed a timeshare timeshare termination team is there to get you out of it 100 percent guaranteed get you out of it get the process started now get 20 percent off when you terminate your timeshare tell them that i sent you at 888 get you out that's 888 get you out or timeshare termination team.com 100 money back guarantee timeshare termination team.com Tonight, live coverage of the Georgia runoff results coming in as they happen. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks. For those who have been answering some of the questions I've been asking today out loud at home, and if you said, oh, I'm not sure if the Senate, if Georgia is lost to the Democrats, uh, that they will affect the filibuster. I mean, there's some things that are just so sacred. I want to talk to you about something that I don't know if people really fully understand what just happened over the weekend. The House of Representative rules. Now, this is something I have never in my career talked about or thought we should talk about or found interesting at all. But this is really important because... When you walk into somebody's house or their workplace, how they conduct their business, how they conduct themselves, how they the rules that they have in their house uh, tells you a lot about them. Uh, I have to tell you, this tells you everything about how the left is going to rule in the next uh, two to four years. Usually, you have um, ethical breaches, severe overreach, and you have systems in place to to deal with that. And it's gotten weaker and weaker and weaker. But the ethical breaches now and severe overreach, these things are going to be redefined. They have rules now that they've just passed that keep the House minority from amending legislation on the floor. Democrats have now projected their own injustices on Republicans or anybody who thinks differently. And these are this new bill is now sweeping ethics reforms. Well, when you think of ethics, you think of somebody who has severe overreach, has done something really horrible. But that's not what this is. Yesterday, uh, Kevin McCarthy said it best in his rebuke of House Democrats. I recommend watching the whole thing, but here's the part where he takes uh, uh, apart the way the rules violate freedom of speech, the most important right Americans have. Listen to this. I've noticed a dangerous trend against free speech in recent years. 
A trend that betrays every other founding father who have lived, fought, and died for. It began in our schools on college campuses where our students are taught the absurd notion that free speech is about privilege and power and not open debate and rational deliberation. Then it jumped to the mainstream media and social media giants who use their power to protect their liberal friends and censure conservatives, including during the last election and throughout the pandemic. And now with today's vote, that same socialist idea have found their way onto the floor and into the rules of the U.S. House of Representatives. So he is right. The hatred for free speech is it began in academia and it's the Marxist radicals and it began with critical race theory. But critical race theory is the small picture. You're being introduced and America kind of yawned at it to just critical theory. This is this is the Mac daddy of all the theories. If you think the riots were bad, you thought sports had been become overrun with politics. If you thought our colleges be ready because it's about to get much worse. This whole thing that they passed is critical theory gone wild. First resolution was on gender, and it's easy to make fun of this. And we have. And it is fun to make fun of it. But it is serious. There was a resolution that passed that aims to, quote, make this House of Representatives the most inclusive in history and opens by formally establishing the Office of Diversity and Inclusion. The entire department within the lower house of Congress is devoted to bringing critical theory to life, inclusion and diversity, two concepts that are entrenched in critical theory. The left would call them dog whistles, you know, and everybody's like, they roll their eyes, oh, whatever. But the Democrats felt they needed to change the name of the office of the whistleblower ombudsman to, and I'm not making this up. The gender-neutral office of the whistleblower ombuds. Then, in a subsection, in subsection E, they include gender-inclusive language. This section quotes, uh, quoting, modernizes the use of pronouns, familial relationship terminology, and other references in gender in order to be inclusive of all members, delegates, resident commissioners, uh, employees of the House, and their families. In other words, the standing rules now are all gender inclusive, all of them. The section that modernizes the uh, use uh, is is it details things like seaman is now seafarer, chairman is chair, and one clause of the House rules remove the terms of father, mother, son, daughter, brother, sister, uncle, aunt, first cousin, nephew, niece, husband. Wife, father-in-law, mother-in-law, son-in-law, daughter-in-law, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, stepfather, stepmother, stepson, stepdaughter, or stepbrother. The new rules also require standing committees to include in their oversight plans a discussion of how committee work over the forthcoming Congress will address issues on inequities of the basis of race, color, ethnicity, religion, sex, sexual orientation, gender ID, uh, disability, age, national origin, honor all gender identities by changing pronouns and familiar relationships in the House rules to be gender neutral. This is what they're working on. 
Now, one of the most egregious parts of the rule changes is the way they're compromising free speech. Here's Kevin McCarthy again. For our constituents, taking away means freedom of speech is silence and good ideas are stifled. While House Democrats have slowly chipped away at this right in the past, today's vote truly represents the nuclear option. It will prove once and for all who is truly an institutionalist in this body. So here's what they mean by free speech. Things they agree with. Now they have, there's a subsection here on deep fake media. Now what is a deep fake? It's not defined. In fact, it's very vague and could easily encompass my show. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean by fake media? Is that us? Is that a meme? Is that an article? Is that a joke? Is that an op-ed? Quoting, regulations addressing the dissemination by electronic means of any image, video, or audio file that has been distorted or manipulated with the intent to mislead the public. Okay, is that a deep fake? Or is that, can you say this audio file of Glenn Beck talking about this thing has been so, he so distorted it that it's, it's only being used to mislead the public. It applies not only to the representatives' official accounts, but also their personal accounts, a clear violation of freedom of speech. And they will penalize any member who shares news or views that liberals and their allies in the media deem fake. They make it now an ethics violation, which is usually uh, something like bribery or corruption. Now an ethics violation is you said some things we don't like. The new rules, if those don't shake you to your core, when we are talking about what will the what will the Senate do if they win both seats? Will they get rid of the filibuster? Yes, they will. How can I say that? They've just getting, gotten rid of the pay-as-you-go or pay-go exemption. So it used to be in the House that a budgetary control measure that limited the tax and spend policies, you couldn't increase your spending unless you found the money someplace else. Okay? That's off the table now because of climate change and coronavirus. So they don't have to find any of this money. They'll just borrow and print more money. Oh, and there's one thing in the House that is like the filibuster. It's the closest thing to the filibuster the House has. Uh, and it's called the MTR, the Motion to Recommit. Uh, this, <laughs> this has been in practice, uh, you know, since the Civil War. It is the only thing the House minority has to slow processes down. Now, what is the spread between? It's not like they have 40 seats or 60 seats different. What is it, five? It's small. It's the yeah, smallest it's small. ones, you know, in modern times. Yes, yeah, oh. smallest one, I think, maybe to, since the Civil War. And the motion to recommit 
is it gives the um, the minority an extension, um, a uh, a chance to debate the bill on the floor and maybe get the constituents to look at what's going on and say, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, slow down here. It's it can't stop anything, but it can slow it down. The same thing with a filibuster. Well, they just got rid of that. It's been there since the House was founded in its present form since 1909. In 1919, Representative Abraham Garrett said the motion to recommit is regarded as so sacred. It's one of those few rules protected against the committee on rules by the general rules of the House. When Pelosi was in the minority, she described the motion to recommit as grounded in the free speech guaranteed by our Constitution. They got rid of it. This is done. What do you think they're going to do if they have the Senate as well? This happens because people say you're just going to have to surrender some of your rights, some of your luxuries, some of your privileges because we're in this emergency or as they're saying now, because some of you have privileges that others don't have. Once they change the rules and they change the words, you're living a real life version of Orwell's 1984. What we need are people who are willing to face the wrath of a leftist establishment that's really happy to watch the world burn. McCarthy talked about how, you know, people were feeling this indignation. Well, Kevin, I want you to know it's not just you. I feel it. I think more than 70 million Americans feel it. It's not going away anytime soon. And today, I ask that you just prepare mentally for a rough road ahead but one that we win in, in the end. And I can say it with confidence because I know the truth will always set people free. The truth will always prevail. All right, let me tell you about Temp- Tempentos. Uh, makers of the, the disposable adhesive forehead thermometers, Tempentos. Taking temperatures has always been important for healthcare purposes. Nobody knows this more than a mom who's stayed at home with sick kids. And especially when they're really sick, they don't want their temperature taken. And it's a real hassle and you have to wake them up. Or if you use the, uh, the new uh, thermometer, I don't know if you've noticed, take them 10 times. You'll notice that it's different every time. You want the most consistent temperature. Uh, you want a temp and toss. It's really simple. They're paper. They just stick on the side of you know the forehead, and you'll be able to see the temperature constantly. Now, this is something that has been you know at major retailers for the last couple of years and has really taken off. But then COVID happened, 
and they were starting to be using them in uh, hospitals because they couldn't get enough thermometers. So they started using in hospitals. Then uh, companies, huge corporations, including the Ford Motor Corporation, uh, decided they needed them by the thousands uh, so they could get back to work. Well, whether it's just you and your kids and you just want them to get back to feeling better, you can go to the major retailers and find Temp and Toss. Or if you're somebody who has a lot more than, well, maybe you're Pat Gray and you have a thousand kids uh, or you work at the Ford Motor Company, you can use Temp and Toss and find it in this huge role at tempandtoss.com slash back to work. That's tempandtoss.com slash back to work. The Glenn Beck Program. Did you even know anything about the motion to recommit? No. I did not know that they had taken that away. And that is, would you agree with me? That is the the filibuster of the House. I could agree with you on that, but that would be me telling you I know more about the motion to recommit than I do. <laughs> I, do I mean, I've heard the term thrown around, and I know it's it something is, that kind of delays. Yeah, it's, it's, it's when the minority doesn't want something to go through. They say, motion to recommit. And somebody says, I second, motion to recommit. And then they have to break for I don't know how much time, but it's like, I think it's like two hours. And they have to debate uh, the the bill, and that's where you can insert new language. So in other words, mm. you can say, well, well, no, wait, 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 wait. We want to add this to the bill. And it, it doesn't stop the bill. It slows the bill down. Remember, our Constitution is built to slow everything down. Mm-hmm. Because and- when, you mo- when you move fast... And without real discussion and real debate and without everybody involved, you start to go towards totalitarianism. And they know, you know, the presidential party usually loses, you know, seats in the House. They have no room to wiggle. They're going to yeah. try to do everything they can these this first two years. Yeah. They get these Senate seats today, man. We are if in you're in Georgia and you're a conservative, please go out and vote. Go out and vote, please, today. 